can you feel the sense of frazzledness in this shit today? <laughs> Hayley's just found out about what she did on Saturday. I've just crashed my car. That's the energy that we're bringing to the studio today. Ah, wow, wow, wow. Look who it is. Seems like you're shit out of luck because you're listening to another episode of Lukewarm Lattes. <laughs> so my peak of the week would probably be... I've actually got a very, very... I've just got one event, and it's both a peak and a trough. Mm-hmm. One, the celebration after finishing my last examination. Yes, baby! Woo! Oh, yeah. Go, girl queen pussy bass. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, and I'm just on that. I'm just... <laughs> I'm frazzled. Look, to those of you at home, I'm very frazzled today. She's frazzled. In the studio. I've come in all guns blazing and I've got anxiety on my side because today is a Monday and it's 7.30pm. Mm-hmm. And only now have I been told what Saturday night's antics involved. Yeah. And I had completely no idea. That's Here I was thinking. Delay. Yeah. You on Sunday? Box of fairies. Fairies? Yeah. Fluffies. <laughs> Box of fluffies. Yeah. What a great night, team. Yeah, I thought it all went smoothly without a hitch. Yeah, we've come out of the sun scathed. How much are you going to tell? Um, oh, I just actually don't know if I can. No, I will. <laughs> um, so my, my trough of my week was um, actually the same exact story of events that came from the peak. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the parts that I had um, forgotten about involved nudity, slipping on a kitchen floor, doing the camp rock, you know, camp rock, that one. <laughs> camp rock. Um, but my bandeau, my bandeau, not too sure how you fashionistas like to say it. Empanada, um, empanada. <laughs> and yeah. my bandeau top. <gasps> oh, you did say this. Fell yeah. down with the force of a camp rock. That's, <laughs> that's probably my trough. Um, but hey, embarrassment is just a spice of life. It sounds like a peak, honestly. For everybody else, probably. Yes. For me? It's been a peak for me. Yeah. Look, Meg, I'm going to hand over for the for the peak. For the peak. And then we're going to go into trough. <laughs> my peak of the week is a really specific moment in my weekend. Yes. And it was the moment that I went to Utopia Ice and Sumner. Oh, yum. Mm-hmm. It actually does gun as ice cream, eh? Is it Sumner or Sumner? Sumner. And Hanmer's Hanmer. Glad we cleared Hanmer. that up. Hanmer, It's Hanmer. But Sumner's Sumner. I'm pretty sure it's Hamner. I'm pretty sure it's Hanmer. Okay. Agree to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Should we get the Google up? No, 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 no. I trust you. I trust you. Because you know you're wrong. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're elite. I feel like lots of yeah. people confuse the head s- confuse the M and the N. Yes. It's like yeah. autumn. It's hard to keep up. Yeah. Um, no, these kids these days. Anyway, so, uh, yes, on the record, I was correct. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just for you guys. <laughs> so I went to Sumner and got an ice cream from Utopia Ice. Sick cream. What'd you get? Flavours? So this was my pick of the week. Yeah. I got possibly the best scoop of ice cream in my life. Oh. Which was pear and Riesling. Pear and Riesling. Mm. Get out of town. That's so young. I'm in Sumner. <laughs> you're, you're in the suburbs. <laughs> Gee whiz, the man. Burbs. Oh my god, I haven't seen G Wiz in so long. G Wiz, two fizz. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah, you are. 
<laughs> about the Hamner Hamner thing. Hamner. Um, great. Mm. And who did you possibly go with? Oh, you know. And do I know? <laughs> <laughs> I went with my boyfriend. Oh, your boyfriend. It's got a boyfriend. Same Meg one from and... season one, though. So there's that for consistency. What are you saying, Meg? <laughs> My trough of the week occurred roughly 23 months ago. Yes. A different yep. trough of the week. It was boring, so mm-hmm. I guess there's a silver lining to this trough of the week. Yeah. Um, my flatmate just asked me to swap cars. Then she had to leave, and I was parked in front of the garage. Yeah. Which is pretty normal in our flat. I feel like that is some pretty crucial information to mm. state the blame game in this. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren, I'll be invoicing you. Yeah. <laughs> no, all jokes, obviously. Um, and then I went to go into the garage, and there's another car in there, which is my other flatmates. And I was very determined not to hit her car, and I overshot it the other way and just crashed into my garage. And you can can you feel the sense of frazzledness in the studio today? <laughs> Hayley's just found out about what she did on Saturday. I've just crashed my car. That's the energy that we're bringing to the studio today. <laughs> You can't call this one boring. You can't. <laughs> you, you simply cannot. It'd be rude. Would cry again. <laughs> well, actually, I feel really terrible because I wasn't very good on the moral support. You were good. You just hugged me. Yeah, but then okay. So just for for um potentially anybody listening to this, I just want to help. I just need you to help me digest the series of events that happened after me crashed a car. So she takes me into the garage and, you know, my first word was, oh, yeah, but you can just get, like, nail polish and paint it. <laughs> Obviously, Meg's distraught. Hayley, you're a dickhead. And then it wasn't until Lauren got home that we had the first Minty B in the studio. What's Minty B? A mental breakdown. Yes, yes. And I'm sorry, Meg. I, I seriously am sorry. Crashing your car is not nice. Oh, it's one of those things, though, that's like, because it wasn't a car crash. It's like mm. when you drop your phone, you crack the screen, and it's just like, it happens in a moment, and you're like, for oh my fuck's God. sake. Yeah, and you always think, in retrospect, I would never have done that. Yeah. I never would have dropped my phone. Yeah. In retrospect, I never would have had to, you know. Yeah. Overshot my way. Yeah. Hate it. Hate to say it, but can't win them all. No. So, trough of the week is... I think my week just got extremely expensive, but I yes. live that baller life. Yep. I don't. I don't live the baller life. That was a lie. <laughs> that was a lie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but seriously, to those of you who have crashed your car before or had anything go wrong with your car, mm-hmm. um, I think you can sympathise in Meg's situation currently. Um, Meg's situation currently. This has become a very monotone podcast. <laughs> Oh, God. Buy jingos. <laughs> Buy jingos. <laughs> Jay was. Anyway, <laughs> we're here in the moment we're recording. We, yes. Oh, this is a great... You know what? Sometimes my brain, not helpful. Sometimes helpful. Yeah. Big, we live on a rock moment. What even our cars? I don't know. I'm Okay, this is... I think I've probably stated this to everybody who I've ever met in my life. Mm-hmm. Actually, I probably haven't because I don't think I've even said this to you yet. But this is something that's gone through my head since I was little. Like, this is mm-hmm. a poignant thing in my life. Yeah. I find it so amazing that you're sitting in a car, mm-hmm. very still, but the cars could go- be going at 100 miles. So are you actually be. moving while you're in the car? Because physically you're not moving. Not moving. The car's the thing that's moving. Mm-hmm. Unless you're doing a little... 
Dance dance. Gloria Jean's moment. Yep. You're doing nothing. You're sitting there. So are you actually moving when you're traveling in a car? Yeah, this is the question. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll find out when I'm on my way to the repair shop. <laughs> oh. Look, you can't win them all. No, you can't. The thing to focus on is that bloody pear and raisin ice cream because that was sick. Yeah. And if you didn't have the car then, mm-hmm. you wouldn't... I mean, if you didn't crash the car then... You, no, I've got nothing to come out of that. (laughs) I've got no silver lining. I'm really sorry. (laughs) Do you know what even makes this whole situation worse? Is that Lauren comes, (laughs) Lauren comes down before and is like, oh no, we're talking about this car crash, you know? It's like Formula, Formula Ford's going into the, into the garage. Yeah. And then, um, Lauren goes, oh, what did you want? Like some chocolate? Obviously a gesture to make Meg feel better. (laughs) Meg goes, no thanks. Hayley. Oh, yeah? It's a dairy free. <laughs> Hayley, way to capitalise on Meg's... <laughs> way to capitalise on Meg's upsetness. Someone's got to. Someone's got to win from the situation. Someone has got to. Oh, fucky do does. Hayley. Yes, I've got... Mum, have you got a situation for us? Yeah. Oh, my God. One. This is a situation that everybody's had. Calling their teacher mum. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I remember mine so clearly as well. Except you... <laughs> <laughs> my teacher was my mum. Yeah. Tries to relate, but it's not embarrassing for you because she's your mum. Yeah. yeah. I actually did call her mum too. Like, yeah. as in, like, oh, that's what I decided to call her. Yeah. I kind of, I, just, I think I just didn't address her because mum was my teacher for two years. Yeah, true. So I think I, like, for the first bit, like, just didn't address her. Mm. And then after a while, I just started saying mum because I think it was weirder when I didn't. Mm. Like, when I was like, Miss Gilbert, and then like everyone would be like, "Oh my god, she just said Miss Gilbert," but like that's her mum. Like I think that creates yeah, more weirdness. That does. Just being like, "Oh mum," so fair, so yeah. so fair. So I think that's also what I said it on. Yeah. Um, anyway, so now that you got that nugget of wisdom, what's your situation? So my situation actually happened in study week, and I had to give that mm-hmm. context because I believe that I was just a tired little girl. Tired little girl. Tired little girl. (laughs) Um, And that's why this happened. Anyway, so I got up to my friend. I'm like, hey. Actually, I'm going to use some two different names because, Mm -hmm. oh, the guy whose name this involves is like a really funny name, but I can't say it because he's probably only one in New Zealand. So I have to simply cut that out. Okay. Um, Maybe, oh my God, this is a test for the editing editing studio. Yeah. I'm going to say the guy's name, but every time you have to go, or like put like a sound over top of it. Okay, <laughs> sick. I'm excited for that challenge. Yeah, yeah. And if you can't, I, can, I might be getting some hate mail. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so pretty much me and my friend um, were in the library and he was like, hey, come and say hi before you leave. I was like, yeah, cool. So what, so whatever. I go to see him and he's there with his friend, no, 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 it's not quack, but I thought his name was quack. <laughs> okay. okay, so with the context, that's his name, okay? His name is quack in my mind. Yeah. Because he was just, you know, when you get someone introduced to you who's got a different name. Yeah. But you, um, <laughs> but it's so weird that you're so conscious about not asking him to say it again because, because he probably gets it a lot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I didn't ask him again. And anyway, so we're talking away, talking away. Next minute. So it gets to like maybe like 10.30 at night. I've left the library and I've got this friend request from mm-hmm. and that's all good. I accept it because now we're friends, you know, we've met, we've had a conversation. I'm happy to call you a friend. Yeah. Acquaintance maybe. 
and a friend might box. be called pushing it. Yeah. Um, and so, <laughs> husband. Um, anyway, so I accept this friend request and I'm just like going through the gram, going mm-hmm. through the gram. Oh my God. There's so many, this guy's in so many pictures here. I am just, you know, liking, liking. Like, holy fuck oh, I'm on his profile I'm not on the homepage I'm oh, on his no. fucking profile picture I mean not profile picture the fucking the Instagram feed okay and I'm talking when I looked at the date it was 2018 was when I stopped mm. liking the photos yep and for any of those people who have been asleep in a freezer you know like Austin Powers for a couple of years it's actually 2022 now so I have just liked <laughs> like for four years with the photos in the Instagram and I haven't noticed. So I swiftly go back and I unlike all of them. Bowl climb. I'd rather crash my car. <laughs> so good of true. So good of true. Fuck. Anyway, so we're moving forward. I unlike them all. It's 11 o'clock, so I don't really give a fuck at this point. I'm just tired and ready to go to bed. Yeah. Um, think that's embarrassing oh well the next day i'm walking back from uni and where you cross the road is like a school pedestrian crossing and so me and the guy who i've just liked his photos all on instagram the night before mm. i'm walking one way he's walking the other we both look at each other <laughs> that's the audio if i had a microphone on me that's the audio that you pick up <laughs> And then we walk walk beside each other, uh, walk past each other, and then I'm like, "Holy fuck! Holy fuck!" Meanwhile, I'm telling my friends this story because this is so funny yeah, to me yeah, that you know content. this guy called. <laughs> um, I've just liked all his photos and then blah 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 whatever. And I tell the guy who introduced me to him, and he goes, "Who the fuck is?" <laughs> his name is. <laughs> And now you're a bitch as well. And now, one, I've disrespected his name. Two, I've liked all his photos straight after I've just been accepted onto his Instagram. It would have been way better if he had just, like... Because I had to request his Instagram too. So it would have been way better if he was just public. But he knows exactly who liked his photos and exactly (laughs) when. Have you talked to him about it? Oh, fuck no. No. Can we get him on the pod? Yeah. <laughs> no, I seriously, I'm so embarrassed. That I'm is so, so embarrassed. Funny. Yeah. Yeah. That is so, a situation. So where does the blame go? Uh, I think it's 100% on you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe 200%, which I know maths people, that's not possible. Mm. But I think the disrespecting the name should be its own full 100. You know what I mean? That is so funny. I know. Oh, Hayley. I know. Because in our social media episode last season, a girl said that she'd done that. Yes, and I fully ripped the fuck out of it. Yeah, so we should have both learnt. Yeah. You from The Girl Doing Better, me from... Just previous car crashes that have happened in history. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, I'm really sorry, man. Yeah. Happens. Ah. Happens. Ah. Happens. Something we were going to talk about today, and mm. something that has been itching my ballsack. Mm-hmm. You could say. Yeah. It's been getting getting on my nerves. Yeah. Getting on my nerves recently mm. is the concept of a body count. Yeah. And. When I was recently talking to Hayley about this, I was like, let's talk about it on the podcast. We are the generation who has brought in this concept of a body count. Um, and for those listening at home, for those playing at home, who mm-hmm. maybe don't know what a body count is, because I recently talked about this to someone who was a boy and who wasn't really sure what it was. And I was like, that's cool. Love that. Love Where that have they been you. living? With yeah. fucking Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so 
body count is obviously referring to the number of people that you've slept with. So mm. if you've slept with five people, your body count is five. This is a simple explanation. Yeah. Hayley, your reckons on the matter? I so thought that you were just going, Hayley, what's your body count? <laughs> <laughs> I Hayley, season two, we promised honesty. Hand it over. <laughs> Me just sliding a piece of paper. A piece of paper. Live reaction. Um, my honest opinion on it is that, like, I get, I get this, like, the stigma around it. I honestly, I honestly do, but I just don't think that if you care, I think if you, like, care about it in a relationship, because it only is really going to matter to anybody else that isn't you when you're in a relationship with them. And if they care about that, you probably should have either a really decent conversation or you should probably take it as a a red flag like Literally. i don't know i just don't think that it is uh, that it's very valid because yeah. it's just i don't know to me it seems just a little bit of like a not a slut shaming but like am i allowed to say that word yeah. i know that like fucking shit is included in the explicit package but yeah yeah that's okay. slut shaming. it's I a think, concept not a swear word yeah <laughs> it's, it's a movement not an action <laughs> in the episode one where i go art is subjective <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah I like I do think that it's just kind of a ploy for society to be like oh my god you've slept with this many people Mm -hmm. like I really just don't think it's very valid yeah and I think it's really sad because I think there was a while where it's like oh what's their body count what's their body count what's their body count and it's made it's our judgments on other people's body counts or our judgments on the amount of people that other people have slept with has become internalized and now mm. like i mean i've only personally heard this from the perspective of girls but i'm sure it probably exists in guys as well girls will go around now and be like insecure about their body count mm. because they're internalizing other people's judgments mm. which is such a classic way that like insecurities happen you know you hear someone else talking about how someone doesn't look good in a dress and so you start worrying about how you look in a dress it's yeah, the exact like, same oh, things happen fuck. yeah yeah <clears throat> so for sure which is a it's a really tricky one and i think what kind of like fucks me off about it is that it's not real like it's not a real concept there is no. a you know like you're not a fucking pokemon card there's no statistics out there for humans mm. a body count is only a concept if you give it weight so if mm. you decide that you have a body count then you bring the concept alive and you do have a body count but if we're all just collectively like nah it actually just doesn't matter it doesn't define who i am it shouldn't allow people to judge me I don't have a body count, then it's not a concept anymore, you know? Yeah, I totally agree. I also think a really important thing to like bring up is that a body count just sort of invalidates every experience. Say mm-hmm. if you had a body count of five, it invalidates every experience like in the time that you had with that person. 100%. Because it's just solidifying it into a number instead of being like, cool, this is a cool experience that I had. Yes, that certain aspect happened, but like... It's just now to you and to everybody else, that person's just a number. We're not, not. Because if we stopped thinking about it like that, it's like, oh, yeah, cool. It's demeaning, right? Like, it literally makes that person who is a whole human being who, like, you had sex with into a body. Mm. Like, that's so... It gives me the ick, to be honest. Yeah, it does. Um, And I think girls are, like, shockers for it. They're Mm. like, oh, what's your body count? What's your body count? What's his body count? You know? I just think it's, like, such a toxic way to view people's past relationships. Yeah. Um, Especially when, you know, you don't know stories behind why body counts 
or why the amount of people someone slept with is the way it is. Mm. Especially because I think we set ourselves up and that there's no perfect number. Yeah. Like, if your body count's too low, you're frigid. If your body count's too high, you're being a slut, you know, all of these kind of things. Yeah, um, absolutely. Which is a really, really tricky one. And I think it becomes bad when people become insecure about, oh, no, I don't, like, do I just sort of sleep with someone I've already slept with? Which is yeah. a conversation that I've, you know, heard before. Do I sleep with someone I've already slept with? Because that'll keep my body count the same, you know? Like, that's mm. insane. That's, like, an insane thing to think, you know? Yeah. I also think it's we're sort of conditioned and, like, primed to think that um, it's it's a thing because of, like... Not to not to blame like movies and stuff, but mm-hmm. I don't know when I, when the movie like Friends of Benefits came out and um fact that what was the other one with oh and, no strings attached no strings attached like those sort of movies when they come out and it's like this aspect of like you can have sex with this person mm-hmm. and it's just purely for the sexual act like that's fine that's like a genuine job yeah in like some places so yeah. do with that what you will but I think it's also like when you take it out of the context of like I don't know. It's just like, this is what you can get from this one person and this is a way to keep your body count down. Literally. Like, I think it's so, I think it's the same thing as like, I don't know, saying it within your friends and then that idea getting out. It's like, it's actually reinforced in other, other ways too and other um, societies too, which makes it so much worse and makes it more of a thing than it actually is. Yeah, and one thing that boggles my mind is like, if a girl has slept with, say like, nine different guys mm. and then she goes and sleeps with another guy what about her changes? Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. your body count ticks upwards, but I don't understand what the actual change is in terms of, like, what's changed about the girl, like, what's changed in value, like, mm. what does having a body count of 10 inform you compared to what having a body count of 9 informs you? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that stuff, I like, I don't understand, I think. Mm. Because it should be that nothing about you changes. Or if something about you changes, it's that you, like, created a new relationship in, like, a good way, because we don't, like, sit around and are, like, oh, like, what's your friend count? Like, how many friends have you had? How many times have you been out to dinner with a friend? Because we would be, like, weird. Why would it matter how many times you've been out to dinner with a friend? Mm. But it's the exact same thing, I think, as, like, being intimate with someone is, like, you know, what changes afterwards, you know? Yeah, there's no personality change or no aspects of yourself that change because you've done that. It's, like, okay, you go and do a bungee jump. Yeah. Really cool. So cool. But nothing about you changes. Yeah, literally. Like, I don't know. It's it's a really weird thing because it's... Obviously, my, my perspective on it has changed since I was little. Like, hand, like I'll say hand on heart. Like, mm. at the start, I was like, oh my gosh, this the whole idea about body counts is so, like, like bad. Like, if yeah. you had a high body count, it's really bad. Yeah. But then as I've gotten older and I've, like, realised, like, oh, my gosh, this actually is, like, such a stupid thing. Yeah, Like, literally. that society just places on people. I don't even know if society places on people, but we place it on ourselves. A hundred Because it's, like, oh, my God, I feel like this is, like, self-incriminating. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, I just think it's, like, really bizarre because our relationship is meant to be something that's, like, private until you tell somebody else. Yeah. But then... For it to become a number, that's a con- entirely different ballpark. Like it's so, it just invalidates the whole situation. It's really like brutal on your personality. You mm-hmm. feel like there's like I don't know. There's also like rumors and shit that isn't real yep. that goes around, and then people think, oh yeah, cool, that's contributing to a body count. Do you know what I think's crazy is that because this concept of body count is so normalized, there's this idea that 
you owe that information to people. Like if your mm. friend's like, what's your body count? You have to tell them. Or if someone who you're with presently is like, what's your body count? How many people have you slept with? Mm. You have to tell them when you don't. You don't have to tell them shit. Like mm. unless you are in some sort of like committed relationship to them when you sit with someone else, you don't owe them shit about your past. You don't need to give them a number. You yeah. don't even have to answer any questions about it if you don't want to. Literally. And you certainly don't have to tell like you know the girls about it if it's like something that makes you self-conscious i think that's like really crazy that it's something that people feel like they have to kind of like wear as a badge when you when you don't when it shouldn't Mm. be anything like that i think it's real interesting what you say about how it um invalidates the people who have been with because i think Mm. that's so true you know like not to say that anyone is worth more than anything else if you've got a body count of two but one of them was a one night stand and the other one was a four-year relationship you've just like narrowed those two people down to being worth the exact same like both worth one you know which is so crazy because that really um i think like you say like invalidates the experiences you've had with that person Mm. but also i think it's like really bizarre as well on like sort of a flip flip side but it's the same sort of thing like say if someone was telling me their body count and they were like oh yeah like this this but oh one of them was a four-year relationship like i feel like they added on because Mm -hmm. they know that it would like validate one of them yeah yeah which is like you shouldn't have to feel like you should just have to justify who you have sex with or they might add it on because they're like oh that's why it's low you know yeah and like i think it's really shit because in that moment you wanted to do that thing Mm -hmm. so why not, like, either if you're going to tell people about it, don't feel like you have to, like, justify it because that's your act and it's between the two people. Yeah. But then also, like, that you shouldn't have to feel like you should hide, you should, like, justify why it's a certain number or within a certain age, like, certain number range. Yeah, or, like, I don't yeah. know. It's a really hard thing to, like, navigate because, obviously, you don't want to, like, invalidate someone's feelings, but those conversations do unfortunately come up quite a lot literally it's so natural right because like you said it's in our media um questions on like love island and too hot to handle uh which boy on the island has you know when they play those games it's yeah like, it's true with 100 people and then mm. you have to like write then they write it down they guess or it's something that comes up when they're doing their starting interviews like oh the number of women i've slept with is between 50 and 200 or whatever it might be yeah we like hear that concept normalized in the media so then we normalize it in our personal lives mm. it's a, it is really shit and i think it definitely has like played into sort of um like hookup culture in new zealand mm-hmm. heaps especially because I think there's a huge, like, correlation. I'm not saying that by any means that this is, like... I don't mean this in a bad way, but mm-hmm. I think the correlation between the binge drinking culture and the hookup culture is very, like, interlinked. Yes, 100%. Not yeah. because, like, you do stuff when you're drunk, whatever, like, but I just think also it's, like, it kind of went hand in hand, you know? If you were growing up and you were um, younger and you, like, hooked up with somebody then it's sort of like, oh, yeah, like, they would do that at a party or, like, you know. Yeah. I don't know. It just, to me, the two are correlated. Yeah, for sure. What are your reckons on hookup culture? Hayley Skucks? Uh, I I think it is really brutal. I think it's, Mm. like, um, really shamed, um, especially for girls, which I'm not, like, I don't think it's really bad to, like, go and, like, kiss somebody. I think it's actually quite nice, you know, like, I think it's, like, quite a nice act, and if you felt like doing that at the time, feel free to do it. I don't know, I just feel like, you know, um, being with people in that way is, like, a pretty normal part of being human, Um, or not wanting to be with people in that way is a normal part of being human as well, and I think hookup culture 
really like kind of demonizes the act of like getting with people you know yeah um, in a couple different ways i think that people like oh hook up culture like she's just like going around hooking up with everyone every weekend you know like she's yeah. just a product of hookup culture i think really could demonize um someone who you know is just doing what is in the environment around them yeah but i also think that it allows people and i'm sure both girls and guys do this it allows people to get away with not thinking about other people's feelings because you know you might like get together one night and then one of the parties involved might be like oh yeah well you know ghost them don't have to talk to them you know yeah don't have to say anything about the other night don't have to check in don't have to show any care because you know it's hookup culture it's what people do you know you just sleep together yeah um, so I think even though it's not a bad thing I'm certainly not saying it's bad for anyone that participates in that culture I think people use it as an excuse and that's when it becomes a bad thing yeah I think um obviously there's sometimes where it is just that and it's just you that happened and you're both happy to separate but you've got to be like you say you've got to you know be a little bit intuitive but like you've got to like it's an age-old thing like I don't know what it's from you've got to kiss, kiss a few frogs to find your prince like yeah. you do yeah for sure you know and it's just like you might kiss a few frogs and find your prince and then you might kiss another couple frogs and then find your prince and then kiss another few frogs and then another few and another few and so fucking what literally yeah yeah i don't know i think it's one of those things where um people use like the phrase hookup culture to not take someone back or to not say how they're really feeling about the guy that they got with in the weekend because i mm. nah, it's nothing it's just hookup culture and yeah it's like no you know like sex is a really intimate thing if that's something that sparked a lot of feelings for you that should be something that you shouldn't feel like silly talking about mm. you know what I mean yeah um which I think is all a really hard part of navigating it and I think that the tough thing is that it probably occurs very much like behind closed doors in the mm. dark riddled with like substances so it does become a thing that's like hard to navigate and talk about naturally we sort of said in the um situations situationship Mm -hmm. episode is so different to dating so it's like hook up being like having just a hook up and then there's having a situationship Mm -hmm. and then there's having um like a relationship or being exclusive or whatever yeah they're all these really challenging so we're just like fucking burping into the microphone (laughs) they're all these really challenging like crossing borders sort of thing going on and it's like how the fuck are you meant to navigate hookup culture from situationships from Mm -hmm. you know a relationship how are you meant to navigate all those borders based off one night because there's never ever a conversation about hey what was that it's always it's always like okay so that happened i now i have to rethink all the actions that have happened like that at that moment and how they've been towards me now Mm -hmm. so based off that information where do i see them and how do i see myself in this like in this area yeah like it's just really confusing for a person for a young person to go through and it's so true right like you just never sort of sit and label anything you take it like maybe it's two people in high school who hook up at a party and Mm. they never talk about it again because you know oh you don't have to it's hook up culture but one of them actually liked that person for ages and now is like really kind of caught up in a bit of a spin about it and then they go to a party the next weekend and they hook up with someone else and then all of a sudden the other person's feeling really sad. But yeah. those feelings are invalidated because people are like, oh, it's hook up culture, you know? It's yeah. not a feelings thing. 
But the thing about feelings is that if you have them, then they exist. Yeah. <laughs> but people are always like, oh, I'm not allowed to feel sad about it because we literally just hooked up for a few weekends. But if you feel sadness, then you are allowed to. <laughs> then that's, I think that might be valid. <laughs> yeah, it's really challenging, eh? And especially because, like, lots of people, obviously, like, even if you didn't, even if you thought about it as just a hookup, like, the next day, you still think about it to differentiate in your head. Mm-hmm. Was that more or was that just that? Yeah. And then that act kind of spirals you into overthinking. Yeah. Because I, like what we said is like a lot of things might be like enticed with like alcohol substances and therefore we have to really overthink that night to really distinguish was those true feelings that I really feel like that at the time. Do I feel that like that now? Will it be the same when I'm sober? Like yeah. all these different confusing things and it's like, um, I don't know where that fits. Yeah. yeah, and it also is just like shit having to overthink things. Like, oh, all the time, especially when you're experiencing buddy anxiety as well. Oh it's my god, tell me about it. <laughs> god, <laughs> what do you think is the number one? Um, what do you think is a positive about hookup culture, Meg? Um, I think a massive positive that comes from hookup culture is the ability that people have to, um, experiment and like have different experiences Mm. i would say that um for people who want to explore like different things about their sexuality it probably would have been a lot more difficult to do that 20 years ago because Mm. it would have been much harder to find yourself in a position where you were able to explore that because it was way more well actually maybe not 20 but like 50 years ago it was way more like you went on the dates and then you did this and then you did this and then you did this yeah and now I think there's a lot more freedom for people to explore and experiment, which even though isn't something that like I personally have any experience with, I think I would imagine it's like quite a liberating thing to be able to do. I actually really agree. Um, and like I think obviously way back in the day it was like a huge crime, mm-hmm. and it was like you could be arrested and charged for you know, hanging out a place that, like, facilitated, like, homosexual behaviour. Mm-hmm. And so I think for us to be able to do this now, it's, like, so amazing because way back then, the people who are engaging it, if they could look and see that what's going on now, they would be like, holy fuck, if I had that and those opportunities to explore my sexuality, I so would have been in a better place. I wouldn't have had to, you know, do all these things or have these guilty emotions 100%. when it's actually such a normalised thing nowadays. Yeah. Like, yeah. fuck. And I think there's much more diversity within, like, the spectrum of sexuality now. And it's not like you're homosexual, heterosexual. There's a whole bunch of different things in between. Yeah. Which is sick. And I think that hookup culture allows that diversity because it means that, you know, people can explore this and then explore that and then explore this alley and explore that alley. And I think, like, that is a really beneficial thing. Not to say that that community, because I don't want to speak for it as I'm not in it, not to say that that community doesn't experience probably some massive disadvantages from hookup culture that I would never personally understand. I think just like the general way that it gives people freedom is like a really, really good thing for sure. Yeah, absolutely. What do you think is something that you're going to be really conscious of around like discussions around hookup culture and body count? Okay, I think what I'm going to try to do mm-hmm. is to make sure that people don't actually feel like they have to hook, like go out and yeah. hook up with somebody after a relationship or they don't have to, you know, if people were questioning, oh, why didn't you stay with him? He was yep. so hot or like that. I think maybe to be like, actually, you didn't feel like it at the time. Yeah. So what, you might, 
you know, no regrets, but you might look back and think, oh, yeah, no, I could have stayed with him. If you don't want to at the time, don't feel fucking pressured to because that's actually not what you wanted to do. So 100%. you live on a rock, so do what you fucking want to do before you have to pass pass onwards. And look, I've probably, in the past, I've probably put my two cents in where it's not, where it's not fucking needed. 100%. And like, that's not for me to be, not that's not for me to like preach it and then there to be instances where people are like, um, actually has, you fucking said this to me mm-hmm. and I, I'm sorry if I was out of line I'm <laughs> fucking sorry because that's not needed yeah. and it doesn't make you feel very nice so yeah, just no. as long as we're aware of it I feel like that's a step in the right direction oh yeah 100% we are never preaching as complete like saints at all and I think um, I think interestingly about this those conversations do come up and we find ourselves in these positions to say toxic things or like push toxic narratives because you know, relationships, hookup culture, it's all, you know, it's interesting conversation. Mm. It's funny, you know. It's it's often funny. Talking about those things is funny, and it can be funny, and it's not to say that no one should talk about it, but understanding the way in which your judgments are making people feel will be like something I really reflect on, I think. Yeah, absolutely. We've got the the opportunity to be really very, like, conscious of what we're saying and what sort of themes we're pushing so if we've got the opportunity why don't we fucking seize it thanks for listening to the episode of lukewarm latte as a final little fact that you might not know is that on our we statistics analytics if you will we can actually see when people click off the episode and there's a few who stick around right till the end to hear the outro play and you're one of those people if you're hearing my voice right now absolutely and to those of you who have been here before what made you come back? <laughs> Two, what made you stick around for this episode? And three, if you've got anything to say to us. Head on over to our Instagram, Lukewarm Lattes, mm-hmm. um, and send us send us a wee message. Look, it can be anything you like. Wouldn't recommend foot pics, you'll probably get reported. But seriously, <laughs> thanks heaps for sticking around. We really appreciate it. Give us a wee like and a follow on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, potentially an email, although that's a bit ancient these days. I know Meg still sticks on that because um, she's a goody two-shoes. I will be in the inbox, Roger, Roger. And I'll be in the DMs, so <laughs> catch you there, bitches. Hallie lives in the DMs. <laughs>